Revelation 2.11 Ministries. Hello and welcome to the podcast, episode 12. I'm your host, Travis, and we are going to go on a little journey here. Read with me in Matthew chapter 27. Starting at verse 11, And Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, saying, Art thou the king of the Jews? And Jesus said unto him, Thou sayest. And when he was accused of the chief priests and elders, he answered nothing. And said Pilate unto him, Hearest thou not how many things they witness against thee? And he answered him never a word, insomuch that the governor marveled greatly. Now at the feast of the governor was wont to release unto the people a prisoner whom they would. And it had then a notable prisoner called Barabbas. Therefore, when they were gathering together, Pilate said unto them, Whom will ye that I release unto you, Barabbas or Jesus, which is called Christ? For he knew that for envy they have delivered him. When he was set down on the judgment seat, his wife sent unto him, saying, Have thou nothing to do with this just man? For I have suffered many things this day in a dream because of him. But the chief priests and elders persuaded the multitudes that they should ask Barabbas and destroy Jesus. The governor answered and said to them, Whether the twine will you that I release unto you? They said, Barabbas. Pilate said unto them, What shall I do then with Jesus, which is called Christ? They all said unto him, Let him be crucified. And the governor said, Why? What evil has he done? But they cried out more, saying, Let him be crucified. When Pilate saw that he could prevail nothing, but rather that a tumult was made, he took water and washed his hands before the multitude, saying, I am innocent of the blood of this just person. See you to it. Then answered all the people and said, His blood be on us and our children. Then released he Barabbas unto them. And when he, he scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. Now I'm going to stop there. So there's a man named Barabbas. Barabbas is a prisoner. He is a man who is uh, found in all four Gospels at the, the point of where Jesus has been captured and is about to be crucified. Uh, is the only time Barabbas is mentioned in the Bible, uh, but he's mentioned in all four Gospels. John calls him a robber. Matthew calls him a notorious prisoner. And in Mark, it says, chapter 15, starting at verse 6, Now at the feast... He released unto them one prisoner, whoever they desired. And it was one named Barabbas, which lay abound with them that had made insurrection with them, and had committed murder within the insurrection. And the multitude crying aloud began to desire him to do as he had ever done unto them. But Pilate answered them, saying, Would ye that I release unto you the king of the Jews? And for he knew that the chief priests had delivered him for envy. But the chief priests moved the people that he should rather release Barabbas unto them. And Pilate answered and said again unto them, What will you then that I shall do to him who you call the king of the Jews? And they cried out again, Crucify him. Then Pilate said unto them, Why, what evil hath he done? And they cried out to him more exceedingly, Crucify him. And so Pilate, willing to content the people, released Barabbas unto them and delivered Jesus when he had scourged him to be crucified. So we don't seem to know much about Barabbas. We know that he's in prison. We know that he is a robber. We know that he is a notorious prisoner. We know that he is a murderer. So he's committed some crimes. He's done some evil. 
Now, I would say that he probably looked the part too. Now, uh, it doesn't say any type of description of him necessarily, but uh, I can picture Barabbas with just looking filthy, looking dirty, looking torn up. Uh, maybe his hair's a little matted up. Maybe he's got some deep scars in his face. Maybe he's blind in one eye. Maybe he's he's got some blood stains on his knuckles from maybe he got into fights. Now, this is all just uh, my imagination picturing him just being this this picture of just sin this picture of uh of just darkness this picture of evil and not that he was the most evil person ever not that he was the most sinful person ever but you got to imagine when Pilate pointed out Barabbas it it was almost like for Pilate it's a no-brainer they're not going to pick this guy over Jesus Jesus has done absolutely nothing this man Jesus has done nothing this murdering robbing just evil-looking man uh, is is going to be put before them. Which one shall you release? And the crowd still chose Jesus, and it kind of seemed like it surprised Pilate to like, why, why would you choose Jesus, who's done nothing uh, according to his investigation, compared to Barabbas, who is obviously something that you don't want out there with your children. Now the Bible doesn't actually give that depiction of Barabbas. But that's how I'm kind of, I feel like he would look, you know, uh, just kind of like an obvious pick, a no-brainer. Don't pick that man over Jesus. Like, the, why, why would anyone pick that man? But uh, Barabbas, his name actually means uh, son of the father, son of the father. Bar means son, Abba means father, Bar Abbas. So son of the father is his name, which is very interesting because... You think of it, Jesus uh, is one of his names is the Son of Man. So you have, before you have the Son of Man and Son of the Father standing there. And, uh, you know, Jesus talks about his Father who is in heaven. And so you have this picture of uh, he's, he's, he's the Son of the Father, but he is calling himself Son of Man. And that's because of the prophecy in Daniel. But then you have a man who's a Son of Man, literally a Son of Man, being called Son of the Father. And so you have, you have Jesus uh, standing before you in this picture of him and Barabbas, the son of, son of the father and son of the man, standing side by side, one who is pure, one who is innocent, one who um, had no faults, did nothing wrong, only helped and blessed other people on one side, and the other one who uh, has done evil things. Now, like I said, not the most evil man in the world, but for the sake of the picture, someone who is dwelling in evil, someone who is sinning on the other side. Now, we know that Barabbas was already in prison. He was imprisoned for his crimes, for his wrongdoings, his murdering, his robbery, his, his, his evil lifestyle. We know that he was already in prison. Now, we're assuming that he was likely going to be, uh, he was going to have some type of penalty for his crimes. Uh, maybe maybe just staying in prison was his penalty, or maybe he was the one that was meant for the cross. There was a crucifixion happening with three crosses. There was three men, and the, usually the one in the center uh, from history tells us the one in the center was the one with the most heinous crime, the one that was the worst. And so, uh, you know, the, the two on the sides of Jesus were, were thieves. There was thieves on the cross, people who have stolen. Barabbas was also a thief, but he was also a murderer. So he may have been the one who was supposed to be on display that day. 
Because if the two that were just thieves were getting crucified, then how much more should have Barabbas been on that cross? And so let's see what, what happened to Jesus. Going back to Matthew chapter 27, starting at verse 26. Then released he Barabbas unto them, and when he was scorned Jesus, he had delivered him to be crucified. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the common hall and gathered into him with a whole band of soldiers. And they stripped him, and they put on him a scarlet robe. And when he had plattened a crown of thorns, they put it on his head, and a reed in his right hand. And they bowed the knee before him, and mocked him, saying, Hail the king of the Jews. And they spit on him, and they took a reed, and they smote him in the head. And after that they had mocked him, they took his robe off of him, and put on his raiment on him, and led him away to crucify him. And as they came out, they found a man of Cyrene, Simon by name, him they compelled to bear his cross. And when he came unto the place called uh, Golgath, which is the said the place of a skull, they gave him vinegar to drink mingled with gale. And when they had tasted thereof, he would not drink. And they crucified him and parted his garments, casting lots, that it may be fulfilled, which those who spoken by the prophet, they parted my garments among them. Upon my vestures did they cast lots. And sitting down, they watched him there. And they set over his head an accusation written, This is the Jesus, the King of the Jews. And there were two thieves crucified with him, one on the right hand and one on the left. And they passed, reviled him, wagging their heads, and saying, Thou that destroyest the temple, and buildest it in three days, save thyself. If thou be the Son of God, come down from the cross. Likewise also the chief priests mocking him, with the scribes and the elders said, He saved others, himself he cannot save. If he be the king of Israel, let him now come down from the cross, and we will believe him. He trusted in God. Let him deliver him now, if, if he will have him. For he said, I am the son of God. The thieves also, which were crucified with him, cast the same in his teeth. Now from the sixth hour there was darkness over all the land in the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sepatani. That is to say, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Some of them that stood there when they heard this said, This man called us for Elias. And straight away one of them ran and took a sponge and filled it with vinegar and put it on the reed and gave it to him to drink. The rest said, Let be, let us see whether Elias comes and come to save him. Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost. And behold, the veil of the temple was rent from twine and from the top to the bottom. And the earth did quake, and the rocks rent, and the graves were open, and many bodies of the saints were slept, who slept were rose, and came out of the graves after his resurrection, and went into the holy city, and appeared to unto many. Now there was a centurion that was there with him, watching Jesus, saw the earthquake, and those things which are done, they feared greatly, saying, Truly, this was the Son of God. Now you can see that right after Barabbas was released, Jesus went straight into being a whipped, straight into being beaten, uh, mocked, uh, crown of thorns, carrying a cross, uh, where he then suffered on the cross and, until death. Um, and you could see that that was the place that Barabbas probably was supposed to go. Barabbas was supposed to probably go through those situations similarly, or, or that type of path, that sentence was probably most likely for Barabbas uh, to end up in the middle of the cross bes beside the two, uh, in between the two thieves there. And so part of the picture I want to get here is there was a man who was guilty 
and he deserved the cross. Yet he, in an instant, he was freed. He was let go. His debt was paid. His uh, what he owed is completely gone. And there was a man who deserved nothing uh, but good things, who was the Lord Jesus Christ, and he took the place. He took the place of Barabbas. And in this picture, I want you to realize that you are Barabbas. You are Barabbas. I'm Barabbas. We are Barabbas. We are the ones who are shackled. We are the ones who have given into sin, uh, murderous lifestyles, uh, thieving lifestyles, adulterous lifestyles, lying lifestyles, lifestyles that are unpleasing, lifestyles that deserve punishment, lifestyles that deserve to be in prison. And uh, we are Barabbas in that picture. And what Jesus did for Barabbas was a small scale picture for what he did for everyone else who would believe upon him, who would trust in him with their lives. And so we see that we are just like Barabbas was. So we can read in 1 Peter chapter 2, starting at verse 21. For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example, that you should follow his steps, who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth, who, when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judges righteously, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness, by whom stripes ye were healed. For ye were as sheep gone astray, but have now returned unto the shepherd and the bishop of your souls. Just like Barabbas's punishment, his sentence, um, we can see that God has taken our punishment, our sentence upon himself too. And uh, I, I can't imagine... You know, just wondering what happened to Barabbas, a man who, who uh, for all purposes, was on death row, had been set free. And what did he do with that freedom? Now, the Bible doesn't say anything more about him. He's not mentioned anymore. There's no um, information that we know of that is accurate of his uh, historical documents of what happened to Barabbas. What we do know is he didn't appear in the book of Acts uh, or any of the other letters uh, of the early church, which means he probably didn't have a, a road to Damascus experience where he uh, just started living hard for the kingdom and living hard for, for Jesus and completely uh, changing and turning his ways. Um, he could have, though. He could have walked, uh, and this is all speculation, of course, he could have followed from a distance and watched as Jesus was hanging from the cross and, and took that punishment. Um, it, we don't know for certain what he did. He could have went uh, to another town or another place. He could have uh, ran away, took his freedom, and just left the country for all we know. He could have took the first ship out of there. Uh, the Bible doesn't say. But what if he didn't choose to repent? What if he went back to his his normal ways, his, I'm going to say his old ways, but his normal ways. What if he continued in the path he was going down, that he had this freedom from God, this freedom that Jesus took his place, and then he just uh, went back uh, to a possibly robbing, possibly murdering, possibly doing other things, and ended up back on death row and lost his life. Is that our position? Uh, we are Barabbas's. We are people who deserve punishment, and 
the Lord Jesus has taken away our sin, taken away our punishment. What have we chosen to do with our freedom? Are we going to live for Christ? Are we going to live as as his disciples chose to do? Are we going to live as the apostles tried to live? Are we going to try to spread his love and the gospel and the goodness and uh, freedom? Are we going to get away from those chains that bind us? Or are we going to continue in the same lifestyle once we, we hear about the grace and goodness of God? Are we going to receive it and change our ways? Or are we going to say, well, that thank you for that freedom there, but I'd rather live in bondage and continue back in the, the pit of sin and the pit of despair? In the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, starting at verse 26, For if we sin willfully after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful looking for of judgment and fiery indignation, which shall devour the adversaries, he that despised Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses. Of how much sore punishment suppose ye shall he that be worthy of who has trodden underfoot the Son of God and has counted the blood of the covenant wherein with he was sanctified an unholy thing has done despite unto the Spirit of grace. For we know him that says, Vengeance belongeth unto me, I will recompense, saith the Lord. And again, the Lord shall judge his people. It is a fearful thing to fall in the hands of the living God. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And if you don't receive him, if you don't accept him, if you don't take him as the sacrifice for your sin or in place of your sin uh, to cover your sin, to just as he did for Barabbas, where he took the punishment upon himself, and you have to accept that Jesus can take your punishment for your wrongdoing, for your sin, for your filthy hands, for your filthy life. However, once you give that to him, if you continue into it, and you continue living for more, more sin, more punishment, then you're just building up another case against yourself, a new prison sentence, if you will. And so you just gotta, you gotta follow what Jesus said, the old you is dead, the new you is alive in Christ. And so Jesus took our places on the cross. He took Barabbas' place on the cross. And uh, let us not live like Barabbas anymore. Let us have a new name. Um, you know, just as Apostle Paul used to be Saul. Saul was who he was. His uh, religious mindset, his uh, zealous mindset for the religion and then he was renewed when he opened his eyes, when he saw Jesus on the road to Damascus and he heard the voice and he realized, uh, you know, the new, the new man, he became Paul. And so Paul's a new man. So let us not be Barabbas anymore. Let us be a new creature, a new creation. Let us be a new person. Um, let us be free, free of the old lifestyle, free of the old addiction free of the uh, sins that we used to be bound in. Let us, let us uh, just wash our hands and be clean. Let us wash our minds and be clean. Let us be renewed uh, and live for Christ. We can only imagine what happened to Barabbas on that day. The people were chanting his name. Uh, the, the guards came and took off his shekels, took off his chains, took off his bondage. And they told him, you're free. You're free to go. You've been released. 
Your charges have been dropped. Someone else has taken your place. You have no more place here in this prison. You have been set free. And uh, could you imagine if that was you, that you, uh, you knew that you deserved, you deserved to be in this place, that you knew that your life was shortened. I mean, and you were told, yep, that's changed. You're free now. You're free to go. Um, you don't have to pay this price anymore. This penalty has been erased. And I think that most of us don't realize that we've all been in Barabbas's shoes. Like, wouldn't you rejoice? Wouldn't you just shout for joy? Wouldn't you just go running and go telling everyone, hey, guess what? I was in prison and now I'm free. Hey, guess what? I was, uh, I was on death row and and I was saved by a man named Jesus. And, you know, can you imagine if Barabbas uh, was like us, and if we were like Barabbas, shouldn't we show some type of gratitude? Shouldn't we just, just be going around telling everyone about the great news of how we've been set free, and how they can be set free too? They can be free from their all their debts that they have encrueled all their sins and transgressions that they have built up, all that heaviness, that, that guilt that they built up can be freed from. Uh, there may be still punishment in this life, but there's freedom for the afterlife, the ultimate punishment, the ultimate separation from God, the damnation in hell, fire and torment. We can all be set free of that punishment. We can all be uh, released from that destiny, and it's all in the name of Jesus. We need Jesus to stand in the gap to set us free from the internal punishment, and it just amazes me that that you know if you don't see yourself that way, you are Barabbas, you are deserving of death row, and you've been set free. So think about that. Consider consider how that 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 affects you. You have been set free from death row. And it's a, it's a new picture because um, I think sometimes we don't take it seriously when we, we think about our sin because we don't see the consequences of sin right away. Sometimes, most of the time, sin is consequences of sin are delayed. And so we just keep going into sins because we think, oh, there's no punishment. There's no punishment. It's okay. But there is a punishment. There will be a day that we must give an account for everything we've done, whether good or evil, in the body. The Gospel of Matthew, chapter 25, starting at verse 31. When the Son of Man, this is Jesus speaking, When the Son of Man shall come in his glory, and all his holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. And behold, him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. And he shall say, uh, set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then shall the king say unto them for his right hand, Come, ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom, prepare for you from the foundations of the world. For I was in hunger, and you gave me meat. When I was thirsty, you gave me drink. When I was a stranger, you took me in. Naked, you clothed me. When I was sick, you visited me. When I was in prison, you came unto me. Then the righteous shall answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we hungry and fed thee and thirsty and give you drink when did we see thee a stranger and took thee in or naked and clothed thee or when did we see you sick or in prison and came unto thee 
And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Insomuch as you have done unto the least of these, my brethren, you have done it unto me. Then shall he also say unto them that are on the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed it, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was in hunger, and you gave me no meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you took me not in. Naked, and you clothed me not. Sick, and in prison, and you visited me not. Then shall they also answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee, and hungered, a thirst, a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister unto thee? Then shall he answer them, saying, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye did not do to the, to the least of these, you did not to me. And they, these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. So let's remember what we're called to do. We're called to help those in need. We're called to help the hungry. We're called to help the thirsty. We're called to help those who are sick and in prison and homeless and naked. We're supposed to help the least of these. Uh, because Jesus said, when you do it to them, you do it to him. And so we once were Barabbases. Now we're set free. And now we need to serve the kingdom the best of our ability. Um, I'm going to go ahead and end the podcast there. Before I let you go, I'm just going to pray with you. So if you wouldn't mind, pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for uh, just showing showing me, Lord, and uh, as, as I speak to the listeners, Lord, that, that uh, we were as Barabbas was. We were in deserving of punishment. We were, we were deserving of the cross, Lord. Um, but you have set us free. You've taken our place. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for your grace, for your kindness, your mercy, your goodness, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you stand in the gap, Lord, that we can be set free, Lord, that we can be forgiven of our sentences, that we keep our eyes on you, Lord, and your cross, Lord. I pray for the listeners, Lord, to just to remember, Lord, that how great you've been to them, how you have released them, Lord, of, of their past, Lord, and you've forgiven them, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, for this, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Continue to work, Lord. Help us to, to let go of anything else that we have that is not pleasing to you, Lord. Continue, Lord, that we have a grateful heart, Lord, and a giving heart, Lord, that we may give to those in need, that we may give to those who are hungry, those who are thirsty, those who are naked, and those who need clothes, and those need, who are homeless, uh, those who are in need, Lord. Help remind us, Lord, that we have a, need to have a giving heart for those around us, Lord. Help us, Lord, to, to be a grateful people. Lord, we thank you, Lord. Continue to work in our lives. Continue to speak, Lord. We need you more and more. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you guys for listening. God bless you all.